Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Hello and welcome to the Enterprise Now radio show. When I say I'm excited, I know I say this every week, but I'm literally, Mervyn, he'll tell you, I'm smiling from ear to ear. I'm like a kid in a candy store because I love, love, number one, meeting cool people. And number two, I love to learn. I am a lifelong learner. And I think the best way to learn something is to ask the question. So as we do every week, Mervyn, I tell my guests, tell us about yourself. But I add a little caveat to that. I want to know and uh, about you, but you're welcome and free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start current day. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> Thanks, LZ. I was born at a very young age. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first time I ever heard that one. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm born here in, in the city of Milwaukee to a, a real loving family. Uh, my father was a hardworking guy, always worked double shifts as far as I can remember, worked at Milwaukee County Transit System. He was a bus driver. So as a kid, I loved getting on the bus and riding his route with him in the summer. That was always real fun. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, so he wanted her to be there for us children. And the only time that she really worked outside of the home was during that Christmas season. So she would work at JCPenney so we can get all of our Christmas gifts. So we knew where our Christmas gifts were coming from. It was coming from JCP because she got the discount and, and all of that. So... But at some point, things didn't go well with my parents, and they, they wound up uh, divorcing when I was about 13, 14 years old. And that's when my life really kind of took a different trajectory as far as I'm concerned. You know, we were able to, when we were a, a family, a nuclear family, we had everything that we needed. Not all of our wants, but we had a lot of our, all of our needs were met, right? Mm-hmm. So we had everything. We you know, had my own bedroom, and we all had our own bedrooms, and there were, there were four kids, you know, we grew up. And so we all, you know, so we had everything we wanted. Then we... When we, when mom separated from my dad, that was, life took a different trajectory from a standpoint of school even. So I think about if there were, you know, in, your, in the yearbook and they say, hey, voted most likely to be so-and-so. Mm-hmm. If there was such a category, I would have been the smartest dumb kid in gotcha. school, right? <laughs> or the, I, let me put it the other way, the dumbest smart kid, because I was extremely book smart. But I didn't, when dad, dad was a disciplinarian mm-hmm. and mom was kind of, ah, whatever, that's what happened to me in high school. So gotcha. here's this very bright kid who really underachieves. And I know there's no one else out here listening to us that fell into that category. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably the only one. But yeah, I, I, I really kind of messed my high school years up okay. to, the, to the point that after high school, I just realized that there was not a college that was going to let me in. So I joined the Marine Corps. And that was an adventure. It was an adventure. I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed my time in. I spent a little over four years in the Marine Corps. 
and just a blast. So after after the core, I got out and I worked for a, a, a local manufacturer here. I'm going to leave them nameless. Uh, they do some great things here, but it made me realize something real quickly. Mm-hmm. This is not what I want to do gotcha. with the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, I decided to go to go to school. I went to UW-Milwaukee, got a degree in finance and marketing, and was hired. I was recruited from, from campus by a bank, and that started my career in banking. Had no idea what a commercial banker was supposed to be. In fact, I was so naive that when I heard the term that I would be a commercial banker, I thought that I would be doing commercials. <laughs> I, I, I usually, when I tell that story, I usually say... Don't laugh at me because it's not funny. I'm, I'm trying hard not to. <laughs> you, and, and, yeah, and you didn't succeed. <laughs> but that's, what, you know, so I, I became this commercial banker, worked in banks for, I don't know, 11, 12 years or so, and then decided that it was, it was time to, I've got this entrepreneurial bone. I got this, mm-hmm. this bug that just won't ever let me go. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go all the way back again. I, I think that came from, it came from, I know where it came from. It came from my dad. He, and, and it was un, unknowingly on his part that he was building this thing within me. So as a kid, he would, you know, I, you know, you sit down at your dad's feet and listen to the stories, you know, story time, story time, man, story time. My children look through, love doing the same thing. Story time, dad, come on, mm-hmm. tell a story, tell a story. And so, you know, I said, dad, tell me that story again. Tell me that story. And he'd tell the stories of how he and his brother had all these ideas of, of these business ideas. Always wanted to be a businessman. Always wanted to be an entrepreneur. But when you are young family with three small kids, you know, three kids under five, and you're trying to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. <laughs> mom wasn't having it. <laughs> it wasn't happening. So he, so he put all of his goals and his dreams of being an entrepreneur on the shelf so that he can bring in a steady income for the family. I don't know if I believe that that was the right thing to do. In fact, I'm almost sure that it, it probably wasn't hmm. the right thing to do. So that built in me and something that laid latent for years and years, this entrepreneurial bug. Mm-hmm. And finally, I said, you know, it's time to take a chance on me. And so I started my own commercial loan brokerage, just a perfect time in, in American history, 2004. And things went well for a few years. And then we had this thing called 2008. <laughs> and that was a really, really horrible time in American history. For those of you who remember that, you know, things just, just went haywire. And a lot of people went out of business. A lot of people just bad things happened. In fact, 2008 made 1929 look like a little baby. And so that's, that's what happened here to, to me. I hung on for a few more years. And, and then my wife had a conversation with me one day. She said, hey, babe, let's talk about the business. <laughs> and when it comes at that, when it comes at you that way, you already know. And I had already thought about, you know, what I was going to do. What was my next step that I was going to do? So I just, I decided I was going to get back into the world of sales. And whatever company was going to hire me that was going to allow me to, number one, have fun. I'm a fun-loving guy. I don't want to be at work taking things way too seriously. That's not, that's not my idea mm-hmm. of living life. Gotcha. And number two, afford me the opportunity to network and meet new people. I love human beings. Mm-hmm. I love people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a people lover. So that was a requirement. Okay. So I wound up working for a document destruction company that allowed me to do that. I parlayed that into meeting some great people and I wound up working for a payroll company. 
And my territory was this western suburbs of Milwaukee. And I started networking my little heart out with this organization called the Waukesha County Business Alliance. Okay. And every time that they had a door open, I was there. I mean, to the point that I think I was I was at more events than the staff was. <laughs> <laughs> so they found themselves with an, with an opening for a sales manager. And the president called me up one day and said, hey, Mervyn, let's have coffee. And within two minutes, she was offering me a position. Nice. And that was a great honor because now as an employee of the Alliance, I know that internal process for someone to get hired here. It's not an easy process. It's quite a grueling process, as a matter of fact. And for me to be able to have a cup of coffee, uh, I, I drank tea, I don't drink coffee. And within two minutes to be offered a, a position mm-hmm. was pretty cool. And so that was, in, that was three years ago in 2014. Actually, it was December of 13. I came on as sales manager here, started doing some other duties. There's a great, great program we have here called Leadership Waukesha County. I quarterback that program for the Alliance. This year, we just graduated 39 participants from various companies throughout the greater Milwaukee area, you know, from very small companies to enterprise type companies like GE. They will send people to me for this leadership development training. And I love it. I love it. I love it. It's the best favorite part of my job. And now, uh, so within three years, I've been promoted twice here and just loving what I do every day. And I really do believe that it's part of my life's mission, really. And my mission in life, I believe that what the good Lord allowed me to do is to help to set people free in every area of my life. Every, everything that I touch, I'm helping to set people free. So that's a little bit about me. Gotcha, gotcha. One quick question that I have, and then I'm going to go to our first break, was talk a little bit more about the Leadership Waukesha County program. Absolutely. So this program is, it's, again, it's a kind of the love of my life here, what I do at the Alliance. It's a nine-month-long program that, again, our member companies will send their employees to us for this training. So one of the, we take all the topics. We will meet 18, 19 times over the course of this nine-month period, and we do kind of a pyramid. So we lay a foundation, and one of the first things we do is we do a profile, a DISC profile. So that allows the individual to understand who they are and then to understand how others operate as well. And then we, we start laying the bricks on top of that foundation. And we do such topics as core values mining. Why is it that you get up every day? What is it that causes that spark in the morning that you want to get up? Right. And you know what? Making money just isn't enough. That's not enough. I mean, there are a lot of people who make a lot of money who are miserable every day. Mm-hmm. So you got to tap into that purpose. Again, why in the world was I put on this globe, right? Mm-hmm. So another topic might be team building, like six keys to winning teams or dealing with difficult people. Now, I know none of our <laughs> listeners are, are, are difficult people, but they have people around them that are difficult. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you deal with them, right? Uh, leadership and self-deception, coaching and leadership, communication, feedback, comfort zone, learning zone, panic zone. All these different topics that we go over in, in depth, and really you can see the growth of the people, that they're not, they're not the same when they come in mm-hmm. in August as they are when they leave in April. It's awesome, amazing. awesome. I want to talk about more how that relates to entrepreneurship, because there is a lot of parallels between, even in the corporate America infrastructure, how some of those skills transfer over to being a business owner and an entrepreneur. So when we get back, I want to talk a little bit more about that. We'll be back right after this. 
Feeling stuck or overwhelmed in your business? Having trouble putting ideas into action? Not getting the results you want? Your business is in need of a coach, an experienced professional that motivates, provides honest feedback, and helps develop an action plan for your success. Did you know that 50% of businesses fail within the first five years? This doesn't have to be your business. You can now get all the help you need to succeed. Just visit Enterprise Now at enterprise-now.biz. Enterprise Now is a business development firm that specializes in providing business training, seminars, online training courses, and business coaching for business owners and entrepreneurs. That's enterprise-now.biz. Why wait? Take your business to the next level. We'll take your vision and your goals and deliver accountability motivation, and an action plan so you and your business will succeed. Don't become a statistic. Visit us at enterprise-now.biz. Increase profits, grow your business, and improve your business skills today. Enterprise-now.biz. Welcome back to the Enterprise Now radio show. If you are just joining us, why? You missed a lot of really, really good information. But there's good news. If you go to our website, www.wqyl-db.com slash podcast, you'll find all of our past conversations, as well as if you go out to enterprisenow.blueberry, you'll be able to find all of our podcast episodes and subscribe and go out to iTunes, Amazon store and leave a review, write a review. Let us know how we're doing. So Mervin, yes, let's talk about how the Leadership Waukesha County program and the corporate America infrastructure, right? This is a show we talk to business owners and entrepreneurs. How is that relevant? How do those skills that you might learn, because you might be listening and you're still working your day job and you're figuring out an exit strategy or a transition. How do the skills that you learn in a program like that transfer to entrepreneurship and business ownership? That's a great, great question, Elsie. So here's my philosophy on that. You can change your quadrant, right? and what, what I mean by that, there are, you know, you're here to Robert Kiyosaki, he talks about the cash flow quadrant. There's four different quadrants that we can find ourselves legally, morally, ethically <laughs> here in, in, in North America, right? <laughs> Got to put that caveat out there because there's a lot of ways to make money that may not be legal, moral, ethically. Very true. So, <laughs> so you can be an employee, you can be self-employed, um, that's on the left side of the quadrant. On the other side... You can be a business owner or an investor. Now, people always ask me, well, Mervyn, what's the difference between being self-employed and being a business owner? Huge. There's a huge difference because while you think you could, might be able to move from employee to self-employed, you cannot move over to the right side of the quadrant to be a business owner or a true investor without changing your thinking. Mm. So that is just huge. So one of my mentors, Chris Brady, always says, you can't take your same old self into your bright new future. You'll only darken it. So you have to change how you think. You know, Scripture tells us that we need to transform our minds, right? We have to do it. We have to transform ourselves. We have to transform our mind. We have to get new thinking, mm-hmm. right? Because this is where the battlefield takes place, right between our ears. Yep. That's the battleground. And so if we don't transform our thinking, we will never be entrepreneurs. Mm. We will only be hobbyists. Right. And that's fine. There's a lot of people who they just might need to be hobbyists. Mm-hmm. But if you are truly going to maximize your purpose on the earth, and if your purpose on the earth is to be a true entrepreneur, you have to gain entrepreneurial type thinking. Wow. And 
program like Leadership Walks Jacani, whether whether it's designed for that or not, those are the topics that we talk about that really start to get people thinking differently Mm -hmm. about their lives, about their professional lives, about their personal lives, about why they're here. Mm. Wowzers. And I'm saying wow because we were talking about a little bit before your dad and how he kind of put his dreams on the back burner in order to, you know, to support the family and to do what needed to be done. And you mentioned that you don't know if that was necessarily the right thing to do. So when we're talking about mindsets, give us some golden nuggets on what that might be, the difference between an employee mindset and an entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. And let me, again, preface myself by saying neither quadrant, none of the four quadrants are better than the other. Mm -hmm. All are noble, right? Whether if you're an employee or a self-employed or a business owner or an investor, all are noble. Mm-hmm. So let me just say that because the last thing I want to do is sound like I'm bashing any one quadrant. Right. But I think what's important, you mentioned before with the DISC assessment, which is basically an evaluation of you, right? Mm-hmm. So I think just to piggyback on what you're saying is you have to know you. Absolutely. You know, if you know that an entrepreneur is what you want to be, then that's what you should pursue. But if you know that, hey, because it's not for everybody, it's it's extremely difficult and not a lot of people succeed at it. So I just want to make sure that, again, that the listeners know that if you know that your mission is to be an employee, then that's fine. That's perfect. We need those. Otherwise, everyone out there would be entrepreneurs and we wouldn't have employees. So sorry for the... (laughs) No, 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 no. And so I just always want to preface myself by saying that, but now I will. I'll answer the question. So employees and business owners think differently, right? So in the quadrant that I love, because I spent a number of years in this quadrant as a self-employed person, you realize that if it's going to be, it's up to me, Mm -hmm. right? It's up to me. I got to do it. And so for the self-employed person, 40 hours, that's called (laughs) part-time, right? (laughs) I mean, and they're their best employee, right? All of that. Mm -hmm. Now, getting business minded thinking says, hey, listen, I don't want to rely on 100% of my efforts. I would love to have 1% of 100 people's efforts. Mm. Because guess what? Every now and then, somebody might give me 2%, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If my floor is 1%, what if somebody decides to get crazy and give me 10%? Mm-hmm. Now I've got 110% effort going in. And it's impossible to give 110% of just you, right? Mm-hmm. Maximum is 100. <laughs> Even and, though people always say it, I'm going to give 110%. Like, yeah, you can't do that. That's <laughs> it's impossible. Not. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not possible, right? And really, think about it. Is, is it possible to give 100%? Right? We're human beings, man. We need sleep. We need mm-hmm. other stuff, right? So having that business owner mentality, that B quadrant, mm-hmm. that says, hey, listen, let me leverage a system to maximize and build and develop people. And again, these topics that we talk about in Leadership Walks County do just that. We have a system in place and we allow that system to develop these people. We can leverage that system. And that's the difference. So you think about a business versus a system. So an S quadrant business versus a B quadrant business. I'm going to use a restaurant as an example. Okay. Now, you know that if you went to my and Pa's burger joint, you can get a, probably get a really great hamburger. I mean, it's mashed just right, got the onions in the middle. I mean, all of that good stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Versus if you go to McDonald's, mm-hmm. right? So Mom Paz has their location, their one location, and they make some of the greatest burgers you ever had in the world. Mm-hmm. But why are they not as busy as 
the McDonald's across the street mm-hmm. because there's a system. We already know what we're going to get, regardless of how it's going to be made and everything. Mm-hmm. They're not going to start mashing the onions in the middle, putting the cheddar cheese in the middle. No, no, no. You're going to get hamburger with some onions on top, a couple of pickles, blah, blah, done. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yep. But it's a system. It's a system so great that teenagers run it. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. That's the difference between a system. You're leveraging a system and you're, and you're able to develop people there versus, hey, mom and pa, they got to work there all the time. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, right, they're risking a lot if they're ever away, mm. right? So it's just a, it's a mindset. And again, you don't get a chance to choose your quadrant, but you get a chance to choose your thinking. Mm. And how do you choose your thinking? You have to start putting new stuff in it. Wow. So not to belabor the point, but to use your example of the mom and pop store, because when I'm coaching, sometimes I run into folks who have the mindset of complacency. Mm, Haven't run into that one before. (laughs) I say all the time, there's a difference between being content and being complacent. Absolutely. This business owner, they, the burger shop, for example, they're like, you know, we're doing good business. You know, we didn't lose any money last year. We're, we're okay. So talk a little bit about when we're talking mindsets, the difference between a McDonald's or a mom and pop is McDonald's has that mindset of multiplying, of growing versus they're content, but they're not complacent versus being complacent and not having that growth mindset. Absolutely. You know, it, I hear that all the time. You know, I was joking earlier. I never heard that one before because <laughs> you, you see it all the time. You yeah. see it. All, if you if your eyes are open, you see it every single day, wherever you go. You just see just complacency. Mm-hmm. People are really sleepwalking. And to me, that is a disservice. Because number one, you're not on this earth just to serve you, you and your family. That's not why we put on the earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not we, you know, breathe my share of the oxygen, drive on the right side of the road, right? Come on now. Life is more than that. Who are you called to? Who is called to the sound of your voice? Who's called to what it is that you're put on the purpose for? That's what we're called for. It's not just us. So to, to, to get that complacency, it, you know, number one, that's just, it, it, it just is. I just call it a shame. It's a shame mm-hmm. because that's not what we're called to do. We're called for bigger and better. Right. But what really happens is that there's a change that needs to take place that they're not willing to make. Mm. And if you're not willing to make that change, then that's when complacency sets in. See, it's, it's something called cognitive dissonance, right? I know I want this thing, but I'm not willing to do what it takes mm-hmm. to get what I want. Gotcha. So then that dissonance takes, sets in, and mm-hmm. then that, that leads to complacency. Whereas someone who says, you know what? There's something bigger here. There's something better here. And it's not a greed thing. You got to hear that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, how much money does one need? It's not about that. Right. It's about, you know, for those folks who are high achievers like that, all they're looking at is the scoreboard. And the scoreboard, you can't get mad at the scoreboard. If you walk into the, into the game and the scoreboard says 42 to nothing, are you going to be mad at the scoreboard or are you going to be mad at yourself for being down by 42? Right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the scoreboard is just telling, telling the truth. Mm-hmm. It's all it's doing is just reflecting what actually happened. Mm-hmm. So that's why you know, people really need to just get out of that familiar zone and, and push through. And that's going to come with change. Everybody wants something different, but nobody wants to change. Gotcha. So if you could give one quick tip on, let's say I'm out there and I'm self-aware enough to know, you know, I've gotten complacent. What's a quick tip to get over the hump and break that cycle? Well, first thing is to do something different. Breaking a habit. Habits, you've heard this before, Elsie. Oh, it takes 21 days to form a habit. I beg to differ. 
I think that for bad habits, it can take 21 seconds, man. It doesn't take long to, to form a bad habit. So, you know, you can form a bad habit in, in, literally in a matter of days. You can form a bad habit in a matter of days. I mean, talk to anybody who smokes, right? It's a bad habit. And it doesn't take 21 days to get hooked on nicotine, mm-hmm. right? But to get out of a bad habit, to replace that thing with something good, it could take a lot longer than 21 days, mm. right? But it's going to take some change and constant, constant change in small doses. Mm. Small doses. Don't try to conquer the world in one day, man. If you, you've been doing something for 20 years, okay, it's, and you need to make a change. Let's just say, for instance, I'm a reader. I believe that leaders are readers mm-hmm. if they're reading the right stuff, right? So how about reading 15 minutes a day, every day? Not saying, hey, I'm going to read this book this week. Start with 15 minutes. I'm going to read 15 minutes of something that's going to be positively pouring into me to help me to change the mindset that I'm in mm-hmm. and do that every day. And at the end of 365 days, you will have read roughly about a million words, which is going to equate to 10 to 12 books in the course of that year. Wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Because most Americans will not read 10 or 12 books in a year. Mm-hmm. Just won't. Gotcha. Cool, cool. Great advice. Think big, but start small. Start in bite-sized chunk. I always joke with my daughter. You know, I ask her, you know, Nia, how do you, how do you eat an elephant? And the first time I asked her that, she looks <laughs> at me, she's like, <laughs> I can't eat an elephant. And then I tell her, I said, well, you eat them you know, one bite at a time. And now she gets it. We, we joke about mm-hmm. it. But, but it's true. You know, it's, it's a huge thing to say, okay, uh, I'm complacent. How do I get out of this? But to take one bite at a time, 15 minutes a day, and you'll be amazed at how you turn out in, the, in Absolutely. a year. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to take our last break. And then when we get back, there's this green box that Mervin has over there. And I'm just dying to know what that's all about. So when we get back, we're going to talk about some entrepreneurial passions or insights or something that that Mervyn has going on. I'm dying to know what it is. So we'll be back in a minute. Feeling stuck or overwhelmed in your business, having trouble putting ideas into action, not getting the results you want? Your business is in need of a coach, an experienced professional that motivates, provides honest feedback, and helps develop an action plan for your success. Did you know that 50% of businesses fail within the first five years? This doesn't have to be your business. You can now get all the help you need to succeed. Just visit Enterprise Now at enterprise-now.biz. Enterprise Now is a business development firm that specializes in providing business training, seminars, online training courses, and business coaching for business owners and entrepreneurs. That's enterprise-now.biz. Why wait? Take your business to the next level. We'll take your vision and your goals and deliver accountability motivation, and an action plan so you and your business will succeed. Don't become a statistic. Visit us at enterprise-now.biz. Increase profits, grow your business, and improve your business skills today. Enterprise-now.biz. All right, we are back on the Enterprise Now radio show. And if you just... I know I said this last break, but if you're just joining us, my goodness, when you listen to this on the podcast... Just break out your notepads and bring up Google. You're going to have to Google disk profile. We talked a little bit about entrepreneurship. We talked about mindsets. If you listen closely in there, we talked about planning. We talked about pivoting. We talked about recognizing trends, opportunities. We, um, we talked a little bit about defeats, how to overcome them. We talked about shifting your mindset. So go back in this special episode. I'm going to put some notes up on the website so that you can link to some of this stuff and, and really dig in and get a feel for what we're talking about here, because I think it's important, especially when we're talking about self-awareness, knowing who you are, 
why you're here, where are you going? Right? We talked about multiplying. Uh, one of my past guests, we talked about building people, being a multiplier, how important that is. So there's a ton, a ton of good stuff in there that we don't have time to talk about today. But like I said, I'm going to put this up on the website and go out there and, and really dig into this stuff. So there's really some good red meat here. So enough about that stuff. Mervin, take us away. I, I'm dying to know what this green box is all about. Well, you know, this as part of my uh, entrepreneurial journey, again, I was introduced to, to an organization that really allowed me to, what I feel, complete my purpose here on the earth. And again, I mentioned earlier that my purpose is to set people free, whether that's here at the Alliance, whether that's when I'm dealing with my spiritual life and, and church, setting people free is important. Mm-hmm. And also here in my entrepreneurial journey, setting people free is really important. And the place that we've discovered that people need mostly to be set free from is in their finances. I'm going to read a couple of statistics for you from nerdwallet.com. So this is, these are statistics from 2016. Now, if you don't think we need a green box revolution after I read these off, after I read these statistics off, then that's another conversation altogether. So in 2016, the average credit card debt for people who carried credit card balance was $16,748. Wow. Now, the average interest rate was 16%. And two-thirds of people carry a balance Wow. on their credit cards. 16000 That's over $300 a month just to carry the interest. Wow. Right? Average auto loan debt, 28948 Average student loan debt, almost $50,000, $49,905. The average mortgage debt, $176,222. 73% of people die with $66,000 in debt on average. Wow. That requires new thinking to get out of this, mm-hmm. out of this problem that we as Americans have. So there's another website, Quora.com, states that for the first time in American history, more monies were spent eating out than were spent on groceries at the grocery store. Hmm. For the first time in American history. So we've got this, <laughs> we're so busy, we're so busy, we're so busy so that we can't cook at home, but yet we can't really afford it according to these statistics that I just mm-hmm. read off. And to further compound that, in 1972... of Americans under age 30 would earn more than their parents. Today, 50% of Americans under 30 will earn more than their parents. Wow. Something is going wrong. Something's going wrong. Mm -hmm. And because of what's going on in America, we need a revolution. Again, here's, here's a great statistic. I'm looking at these four boxes in a quadrant, and one box says, no defense, no offense. And in other words... I don't have a good defense for my finances, nor do I have a good offense. Hmm. Imagine if you would. Who's your, what's your favorite football team, LZ? Oh, boy, this is a, this is a hard one. <laughs> I grew up in Illinois, all right, but I've been in, in Wisconsin for 10-plus years, so I'm going to have to— I knew that. I was going to put, put you I'm on I'm going to have to say the Bears. Okay. All right. Don't unsubscribe. Don't, don't unsubscribe <laughs> just because he said the Bears. Don't do that. Now, imagine if you would. 
if your football team somehow would get a great offense, I, I don't know how they're going to do that, but imagine if they would get a great offense and decide that after they get done playing offense, they're not going to play defense at all, not going to send a defense on the team on the field at all and let the other offense run down and, and score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. How many games do you think they would win that year? Probably zero. Zero, right? And that's what people find themselves in when they find themselves in this quadrant called broke. Mm-hmm. 50% of Americans find themselves broke. That means they spend somewhere between 106 and 110% of their income. Wow. So they have a zero or negative net worth. Now, no one would sign up for that. But according to these statistics I just read off, mm-hmm. a lot of people have signed up for that, haven't they? Wow. So from there, there's another quadrant we affectionately call the tightwad quadrant. <laughs> so that's when people just finally say, you know what? Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they decide they're going to put a defense on the field. Now, their offense still kind of stinks. But they're going to put a defense on the field. Mm -hmm. And what happens there is about 25 to 30 percent of Americans find themselves in this category where you might hear things like, turn that light off. What, you know, (laughs) were we born? We were born in the barn. What's going on? Right. Close that door. Right. You hear those sort of things. Mm -hmm. And you're running around, turn the heat down. After your wife turns it up, you turn it down. Mm -hmm. Right. You're having the thermostat wars. Yep. Yeah. That's a tightwad because they're trying to get hold of, they're trying to get some traction, trying to get a grip. Mm -hmm. Right. On what? On their finances. Gotcha. So that's necessary. That's a necessary step to get to the the final quadrant. Mm -hmm. The third quadrant I want to talk about is I found myself here at one point, and I'm telling you it was no fun, and it's called status. Mm. It's called status. My house has to look nice. My cars I drive, I got to look nice. Mm -hmm. On the inside, I'm dying. Mm -hmm. I've got a sword hanging above my head connected by the thinnest of threads. Mm -hmm. And if anything goes wrong at all, that sword can come down and split my wig. That's a bad place to be in. But yet about 20% of Americans find themselves in the status quadrant. Mm -hmm. They look good on the outside, but on the inside, they are hurting. Mm -hmm. And it may not be that collectors are calling them or anything like that. Maybe that's not the case. But maybe what is the case is that they are just barely making it. They have a great offense, but there's no defense at all. Mm -hmm. That's that's your Chicago Bear thing I was talking about, right? (laughs) So that's that status piece. And that's a really dangerous one because financial institutions love the status people Mm. because they make pretty good money. And so they're able to get credit cards, they're able to get car loans, they're able to get loans and mortgage loans of big ones and all of that. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, they they wake up one day and they go, how did I get here? How do I have all of this debt? And and it can get overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Now, where I believe all Americans ought to aspire to is financially free. Financially free doesn't necessarily mean that you are making a whole lot of money. It just means that you have a good offense and a good defense. Mm-hmm. So it means you're protecting what you're bringing in, mm-hmm. right? Because it doesn't matter what you make. It matters what you get to keep that counts, right? Mm-hmm. And here's another one. Here's another statistic. I don't have this written down, but this one just came to me. 58% of Americans, and this is America. This is the wealthiest country in the history of the world. You look back, I don't care what era in history you look at. Mm-hmm. Look at the poorest American today would be like a king, you know, centuries and and millennials ago, right? Mm -hmm. So 58% of Americans have $500 in savings or more. Only 58%. Wow. Really? If you don't think by now that we need a revolution, a financial revolution, then there's something to matter, right? Mm -hmm. Because we do. And we have to understand, here's a question we always have to ask ourselves. If there's, if, if, if there's something going on on one side, we have to ask ourselves, who benefits on the other side? Mm. 
and I, and 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 I'm just going to say that who benefits from Americans carrying an average of sixteen thousand dollars of credit card debt with sixteen percent interest? Mm. Who benefits from that? Mm. Who benefits from all this debt? And you hear you'll hear people. I, I was talking to a, a friend of mine. He's a banker. Uh, again, you heard me earlier. I'm a I'm a former commercial banker. I'm a so former banker. Got banking in my blood, right? <laughs> um, but this gentleman, we were having a conversation, and he said, "Mervin, I tell people, I counsel people all the time. If you have four percent mortgage debt, hang on to that for as long as you can. Don't ever pay that off. Mm. Keep that going." And I I looked at him and I said, "Well, why would you say that? Why would you? Why do you tell him that?" He said, yeah, because just because of the benefits and the tax deductions. And I thought, okay, so for the benefits of a person in a 25% tax bracket, he gets that couple thousand dollars of benefit per year. Does that outweigh the alternative? And here's the alternative. How about paying that bad boy off? And now you free up 1500 to a couple thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And then you can pay your tax bill at the end of the year for two grand. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I said to him, I said, so let me just understand you. If I put myself in that situation, I've got a 4% um, mortgage uh, and, I, and I walk outside today and I catch Mack truck syndrome, right? <laughs> in other words, I get hit by a Mack truck mm-hmm. and I'm in the hospital and I cannot work. Mm-hmm. I absolutely know that the bank is going to call my wife and say, Mrs. Bird, we understand that, that Mr. Bird got into a bad accident. He's hurt. He's in the hospital. He cannot work. His income has stopped. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about paying the mortgage. Don't, in fact, we'll, we'll even forego the interest until he's well and able to get. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Does anybody in their right mind think that that's going to happen? It is not going to happen. They would gladly foreclose on my home. Mm-hmm. Gladly. Right. So that's that's why we have to change our mindset. See, if we look back to our, our parents and some of us who are listening might be young enough that we may have to go back to our grandparents to ask them how difficult it was to obtain credit mm-hmm. 40, 50 years ago. And it, and it was. It was really difficult back then. Now, <laughs> it's not difficult at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, what, was, what was 2008 made of? 2008 came around because of all of the, 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 the free money, the free debt that was, that was thrown around out there, and people couldn't afford it, and they, and they defaulted, and that's the problem that we had in 2008. Mm-hmm. That's why we had that. And I'm telling you, if we don't change how we're thinking and, and, and get out of our minds that, hey, everybody's always going to have debt. That's not the truth. Mm. I know people who are financially free. They, know, they owe no man nothing but to love them. Mm-hmm. Right? And they live in a, a fantastic life. And they didn't have to spend years and years and years, 40, 50 years toiling this way. Mm. They made something called a sacrifice for a couple of years. They can get their arms around this thing. Mm-hmm. And now they're, now they're in control of their finances. Think about what happens when you look at a, at a you watch commercial, watch, I like, I, I like sports. I like my sports. Mm-hmm. So when I watch a football game, I'm always marketed to by the car companies. Mm-hmm. And they never tell me how much the whole car costs. <laughs> <laughs> they always tell me how much it is per month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who benefits from that? Right. We have to ask ourselves that question. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we said we need a green box revolution. And this green box has principles inside of it that will help you to get your financial house in order. Gotcha. Because that's what we need in America today. Probably more than anything else, we need to get our financial house in order. Gotcha. Wow. I, 
don't think there's anything left to say after that. I had no idea of those specific statistics. So, wow, thank you for, uh, for sharing that. You want to give some more information on how folks can get a hold to this, this wonderful information? I'll do this. I'll give my email address. Okay. And then anyone who wants to connect with me that way, I'm happy to share. I'm happy to, you know, we can do a, if we're, if we're at a distance, we can do a Zoom or Skype or something like that, and we can share it that way. Otherwise, we can talk here locally here. But my email address is merchant. So it's M-E-R-C-H-A-N-T, the number eight, the letter F as in Frank, at gmail.com. And then I can, if you need that green box revolution, which I believe every single person, I don't care what your income is, everybody needs it. And even if you say, hey, Mervin, I'm already financially free. I owe, I've got zero debt and I've got X amount of dollars coming in on a residual basis. Pay it forward. Hmm. Pay it forward. I believe every American needs this. Gotcha, gotcha. So one of the things that I always try to do before we let you go is give any insights that you might have to both entrepreneurs, business owners, and people who need this green box revolution on things that they can do today to change their mindset. You know, I have a couple of principles here. I have a couple of principles here from the green box, right? And I, I mentioned one of them already. It's not what you make, but it's what you keep that determines your financial success. So pay yourself first. Save what you pay yourself, mm. right? You think of yourself as being a bill, right? My household, the Bird household, is one of my monthly creditors. Gotcha. And he gets paid first, mm-hmm. right? Because <laughs> that's the important, that's the most important guy. He gets paid first. He gets paid before the mortgage. He gets paid before we don't have any car loans, uh, thankfully, or any credit card debt, thankfully. But he gets paid before mortgage or before the energies or any of that. Mm-hmm. The bird household gets paid first. Gotcha. Right? So that's a great principle. Here's another principle. And we do this a lot here in America. Stop getting advice from broke people. <laughs> I whispered that one because it's that important. I want people to really be honed in. Mm-hmm. Stop getting advice from broke people. You have to stop. And we do it unknowingly. Mm-hmm. We, in just normal conversation, I was listening to uh, some folks here. And they were just having a conversation. And they were getting advice on uh, whether you should get a car lease or a car loan. Mm. Uh, how about buying a whole car how about just buying the car Mm -hmm. right i mean so those sorts of things so you know we we just have to we have to get a mindset change and we're not going to get a mindset change hanging around the same people who are thinking the same way that you do currently gotcha you're going to get bad advice i'll give this and i'll give this quick story here one of my mentors dan hawkins he lives real close to here he's one of the founders of of the company that i represent here with the green box when he was first learning these principles he had a mustang gt that he had a loan on and his wife had a trailblazer they had a, that she had a loan on and he started getting a hold of some of these principles he sold the he sold the the cars that he had the loans on and bought cars cash mm. and when he hung around the people who were broke they ridiculed him to no end about that because he wound up driving a red dodge shadow with 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 purple striping and the red had faded, so it was actually pink. Gotcha. <laughs> so he got ridiculed because of that. Mm-hmm. But guess what happened when he hung around people who had financial success? They applauded him for that, for that decision because mm-hmm. they knew it wasn't an easy thing to do in America today, mm-hmm. right? But they applauded him for that decision. And now Dan buys whatever he wants, cash, because he took a couple of years and he employed some principles to his life and to his finances Mm -hmm. that other people aren't willing to do. So I say this for a short period of time, do what other people are not willing to do or Mm -hmm. will not do 
so that you can live the life that other people will not be able to live ever. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, I, the bad news is, Mervin, our time together has, has ended. The good news is I am going to go back and replay this because I, <laughs> I have a page and a half of notes and I have some mental notes that I need to go and Google some things and really just dig in. There's a ton, a ton of uh, very rich information. So thank you for your time. You're welcome. And visiting us on the uh, Enterprise Now radio show. Any parting guidance that you'd like to give folks? You know, again, I just, I just truly believe that leaders are readers. So start reading something good. I, I said, you know, I have a lot of suggestions on that, but I would start number one would start with the Word of God. Okay. Read that, <laughs> read that. That's got uh, every every principle that you that you follow. Every good godly principle, every moral principle that you follow in business. Mm-hmm. Guess where it comes from? It's in there. It's in there. It comes from there. Yep. So start there, yep. and then get some good books that's going to help you to transform your thinking, help you transform your mind. And to be able to move into your bright new future. Awesome. Awesome. I may be a little bit partial on this, but one of the other things that I've found that has helped me grow and develop is listening to podcasts. Mm. There are a lot of good podcasts, such as Enterprise Now, (laughs) shameless plug, (laughs) as well as other leadership. Just any category you can think of, there's a podcast for it. But obviously, if you wanted to grow and learn and increase your business skills and knowledge, Enterprise Now would be a good place to start. But there are other ones that are great. So as Mervin said, start reading, read, 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 and listen to some podcasts. You can listen to it on your way to work, listen to it while you're working out. It's a really good way to, to get information and grow. And associate with like-minded people. So read, listen, associate. Read, listen, associate. I am going to steal that. You heard it here first on Enterprise Now. Read, listen, and associate. And associate. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening. I want to send a shout out to all of the enterprisers. Uh, we gave you guys that name a little while ago. You are holding us down like never before. Thank you so much for listening and supporting what we do. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. So thank you for your support and the love that you give us. So that's it, folks. Thank you again for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.